0: Crosstown Conversations and um, we have some cool stuff, very cool stuff to talk about and, and very cool people in the studio today. Um, and then we also are going to have kind of a close out honoring Art Neville. I, I seem to be doing nothing lately but honoring um folks who are, as my husband would say, invisible. So they're not gone, they're just invisible. So we'll go with that because otherwise it's just too heartbreaking that we've just lost so much of the culture that I came up with in New Orleans uh, from the years that I came here from 72 on. And it just seems weird to not have the Neville's Charles, Art, Dr. John... Dave Bartholomew, Fats Domino. Who am I missing? Who did I leave out? Alan Toussaint. Alan Toussaint. Yeah. Oh, my God. So, however, in studio, we have uh, Damond Melassa.
1: How y'all doing? How you doing?
0: Who is both an Indian chief. As well as an artist. What a combination. They're both a lot of work. Yeah. You know, making those suits is a lot of work. Getting out there on the streets is a lot of work. Making the kind of art you're now making is a lot of work. That's work.
1: Yes, indeed.
0: Now, Marcella Correa. (laughs) Correa. Oh.
2: You were close. Correa. Correa Correa
0: (laughs) is um, an art curator, but she also is... The person who puts on White Linen Night, which is a very, very big night in the art world in New Orleans. I mean, it, it is ridiculously big because it brings out like thousands of people in the middle of the dripping, hot summer. Yes. First Saturday of <laughs> August. It it's still absolutely blows my mind that. It has more people that come out for it than Art for Art's Sake. It's progenitor, so to right. speak. That happens in October when the weather is gorgeous. Mm. So uh, we've got to find out from myself what <laughs> is it about white linen night that is so hot <coughs> and successful? And I mean, hot in a good way. So um, let me let me start with uh, Damond because um, Damond is really – I mean, both both um, Marcella and Damond are new to me um, as people. Uh, this is – I met uh, for the we've met before mm-hmm. but we we spent a few minutes together just recently this week and Demond I, I know I've met you before oh, but well. I uh, you know I'm not sure about where that was oh, well. and um, Alicia his wife is with us as well yes, uh, visiting so yeah, yeah.
2: Um,
0: we have the the, the the crowd is all here but so Demond is um, a, a chief, again, of the...
1: Young Seminole Mighty Grandin Tribe in the Lower Ninth Ward, New Orleans.
0: Oh, I'm making a connection now. Um, it's coming back to me how I'm familiar with that. And it has something to do... I talked to you on the phone about doing a gig in St. Bernard. Yep. Do you remember that now? I
1: might, I might remember that. Yeah, <laughs> <You might. laughs> you know, it's so much. Yeah. But I was
0: look. I, I wanted, I wanted a tribe from the ninth ward to be involved in in some event we were doing, and I don't remember what it was, but um, that that's why all of this was slightly familiar to me. But yeah. all right, so he starts out as, um, well, as a person of New Orleans. Let's start there, yeah. and then uh, as an Indian chief, and he does. Very fine beadwork, um, yeah. but then he starts making art with beadwork that goes beyond um, the suit and the costuming yeah. and the masking. So um, I need to hear about how all this happened. Let, let's start from the beginning. Let's start from you're young, you're very young. You're in you're in school yep. in the ninth ward.
1: Yep, I'm going to school and. Um, one day, I was, like, I'm, I'm going to school. All of us went to school in the night ward. I went to school with seven ward Indians, youngsters. And um, we, one day, March 19th, that's St. That's Joseph night every year, March 19th in New Orleans. So this was in 1992. Me and my friends, my friends were Indians, and I never knew. We always, I always see them all the time, and we cut schools sometimes together. But uh, this day, they were on the yard, and they were singing Indian songs. So they were piled up under the trees. These were so how
0: old? He's, he's this different. was in
1: 1992. I was so, like 12, 13 years old. And
0: how old were the other kids?
1: They're the same age as me.
0: So, so again, you know, as I mourn our, uh, our legends lost, yeah. um, uh, y'all are still coming up with these... Traditions that go back hundreds of years.
1: Yeah, yeah, and that's what it's at school. We were at Colton Junior High School right there in the eightball. Colton, yeah. We went, I went to Colton Junior High School. That's why I, I, I learned to be an Indian with my friends. And that day, we uh, twelve o'clock came and they cut school. They were leaving. I'm like, where y'all going? And they like, oh, I'm going home. And I said, I won't come because you know they singing so. I went to my friend Marquis T Rowe house, uh, and he had an Indian suit in the corner. And so his brother was helping him get it together. We we getting it together and that evening the rest of my friends came around the corner. God bless his soul, Emmanuel Hingle, and my friend uh 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 Jeremy Stevenson, big chief of the monogram hunter right now. Him and, 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 and another one of my friends were Indian, so before I could, before four o'clock came, they were knocking on his door. And when his mom opened the door, she didn't even worry about him cutting school. So, it was Indians. So when he opened the door, all my friends was out there with Indian suits on. And that night. I didn't get home about 3 o'clock in the morning, and my mama bust my butt. So Wait, I tell you, a story. did you
0: call her and tell her where no, you were? No, I was gone.
1: I, it was the spirit. And I hate to I say I that, that it. I had never felt it. I had never felt that spirit, but Mardi Gras, when my mama bring me to see the Indians, or you see Rudy and them coming down the St. Claude Bridge, because I lived on Kentucky Street, you could see them when the bridge come down, the Indians coming. So uh, it started right there, and from there I became the wild man in the 7th Ward, and uh, from there, I, I got recruited by, by Ferdinand Bigard Sr.'s grandson. So I got recruited to mass with the Seminole, and, I, and they were they were offsprings of the, of the uh, Pretty White Eagles in the Six Ward. So I started beating. I started beating with Ferdinand Bigard Sr. He, t- he put the needle and thread in my hand to teach me how to beat, and... You know, throughout the years, I started making my suits, and my big chief was Keith Raymond Jones, Big Chief Keto. So uh, my chief, you know, he always emphasized sewing. And you have to be, and you have to sew to be pretty, and you have to be pretty. So I was the spy boy with the Seminole, and um, I was friends with Porsche West, and Porsche West was friends with Spy Boy nut, the, the spy boy of the nation. Yeah, yeah, the spy boy of the nation had no legs at the time when I met him. And so I used to go and 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 and, and you know, sit with him and learn from him in the old folks home. So Spy boy and that was a pretty white eagle. And he was the best Spy boy in the city. So I learned from him and Porsche West set up a, a apprenticeship grant with him and I
0: wait, so he's in a senior
1: yeah, center living. and yeah. you
0: are going to see him to learn
1: to learn how to be the Spy, the boy. spy boy.
0: Now explain to me how he was teaching you how to be a spy boy in a wheelchair in a senior home. <laughs> the, I mean the, this is New
1: World. The the the, the 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 gumbo, the conversations, you know, the the uh patches coming from under his, his uh his uh his bed and you know him his his conversations on New Year's Eve, eating black eyed peas and sucking oysters. So, you know, I used to take him from there and let him come stay by my grandma on, on the weekends. But uh, he taught me how to bead, and he taught me how to use color in a, in a different way from everybody. So. Uh,
0: well, how, how, tell me about that. Tell me, because that was one of the first things I noticed when I saw yeah. your photographs was yeah. the color. It definitely. I couldn't tell you. Uh, I'm not a, a curator enough <laughs> to be able to describe what was different. But um, so
1: in a way, learning from that was like, see, I, to, to switch from suits to, to, to art. It's like learning from that is like learning from Jacob Lawrence. So
0: I uh 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 Oh, yeah. I see the color connection.
1: Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so
0: So those colors his colors are like I'm trying to remember what years he was prominent. Is it Jacob Lawrence is like 30s and 40s? Yeah. Primarily. Yeah. So it's art deco. Yeah. It was an influence yeah. during that time. Yeah. As well as I guess um Kind of Central American and Mexican influences, which yeah. were always so important in uh, Arteco. Yeah,
1: and that's the way that's the way Nat beat it, and so it was full of color. And people used to look at his patches and just be like, it's just a gumbo of colors. And I saw it as beautiful. And he, the way he masked, he was fierce. He fought everybody. So.
0: What do you mean by fought? He I mean,
1: fought. He fought everybody. You mean like he, he,
0: fiss- we're talking he the physical boy, days. Get
1: in front of him and he move him out the way. Ooh. And I watched this, So when I started I think I massing. I should
0: have been a spy boy. I'd like move a few people out of the
1: way. Yeah. yeah. So when I started massing, he was in the wheelchair, but he got to see me put my suit on a few times. But I vowed that I would, whenever I become a chief, that I would be like Jake. I would be like Joe Pete. I would be like, I, my, my whole year, every year I mass, I was trying to be like Tootie Montana. Oh, Tootie Montana all yeah. time. Yep. So
0: let me understand something. So how would you describe, um, who a young man who decides to mask and be involved and bead and be pretty and all those things as opposed to a young man who doesn't do that? Who, who is, who is the guy? Who, who are you that you make that decision? Where does that come from?
1: the challenge the challenge uh essence of just being you in, in new orleans you can't be raggedy you can't be raggedy you in in in, in new orleans is either you pretty or you might as well just stay home <laughs> So so a lot That of sounds people,
0: like what the democratic candidates were saying in the debate <laughs> yes, last yes, night. Yeah. right? They were saying, <laughs> yes. "Are you running for president? Are
1: you not ready?
0: Or are you just n- don't <laughs> you have anything to say?" You don't have say, it. Yeah. You can't do Did it. Did you see that? Yeah, yeah, you
1: can't jump up against that man. So right. it's like that. <laughs> it's like that. Either you got the B work, either you're using the 10s and the 11s and the 13 size beads or get out of my way. And so I started that when I was a spy boy before Nat left. Before Nat left and went into the spirit world, I got to show him that I could do him and I could do it a little bit better. So And what did he say? He was in he was just ecstatic. So yeah, whenever I see him he kick the wheelchair up and start spinning in it.
0: Oh my god. Yeah, so that's you know, yeah. that's
1: that's but every youngster that's so that's in that's, the culture, a, that's that's
0: a big part of it is they connecting with the generation before
1: you. Yeah, you have to, mm. and for now, right now, it's connecting with it's connecting with more than just the generation before me. It's them having to connect with me to get that generation because I'm one of the only ones still here that was there. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. So what you were talking about, like, what uh, what Art and Charles and Doc, I beat it, Doctor John, before he left. So. I was blessed by Dr. John before he left with, with him just posting and reposting my piece on his Instagram. It just, wow. it, it was, it was just the most inspiring thing in the world. And then the next year he leave me, but you know, it brings tears to your eyes, but it's, it's just, you know, that's New Orleans. That's New Orleans. So within my B work, they never die. They never leave us. They live forever.
0: i uh- I'm point. I'm almost speechless. <laughs> um, yeah, I mean I, I normally okay. So how do we go from that extremely connected to? I often say that in New Orleans, the past is not past.
2: Mm-hmm. It's,
0: it's right with us all the time. Yeah. But how do you go from that really past-dominated cultural perspective? To making contemporary art, and you just won a prize recently, <laughs> and you showed your suit at Bergdorf Goodman, for God's sake, <laughs> on Fifth Avenue in New York City, and um, and and, and you, you're getting attention. I, but but I how did that. you how did you make that move into contemporary art?
1: I'm gonna tell you, uh, being backed in the corner at uh at the Hilton, being backed in the corner. And seeing my work for people seeing my work and me begging for people to see it one time just to see where it goes because I knew in my heart what it was. And having to shuck oysters and doing this every day and going home and beating and starting to be the portraits and making a little bit. And so then the portraits started taking care of me in a a way whereas I I saw that I can do this. And I wouldn't lie to you. I listened to 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 some 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 uh, radio shows on the way to work. Steve Harvey telling me that I could jump if I had a talent that was God-given, you know. And so, uh, being inspired by the elders that left and what I thought that they would want, that's what gives me the strength and power to just move away and study people like Carrie James Marshall, study people. Like uh, Kayende Wiley, study people like Toya, and then go see Toya and then meet her at her uh, uh, openings, and meet Derek Adams, and do this with my money. Just try and go find people, and get inspired. And I got inspired in your hometown. I went to New York, and I, I went I did the uh, the exhibit at Princeton University. My brother Jeff Westone, he's a, a tenured professor at Princeton University. I'm, uh, the next day at Princeton. I woke up the next morning. He said, "Man, they did it right up." They said, you're the best artist to walk in the in the Lewis Art Center. So I was like, man, come on, man. Don't do me this. So that was my first trip to New York. And I went to New York that day. I, I, the next day when he told me that, we went to CJS. I got 500 pounds of bees. And I said, when I get back to New Orleans, I'm going to take that 500 pounds of bees, and I'm going to make a difference in the art world.
0: So... What, But what apparently also helped you make that move, as you said, was the ability to sell some of that work.
1: Yeah, yeah. It was the ability to sell it because you so, want sustainability.
0: So that's going to take me uh, to, if you don't mind, go I'm going to introduce go ahead, go ahead, uh, go Marcella Correa. <laughs> um, Marcella. Yes. Marcella. Um, White Linen Night is a party, but it is also trying to catch people's attention to the art being made by living artists in the city. Absolutely. And I was involved, as we were talking about, with the beginning of the Contemporary Art Center. My husband and I founded the Contemporary Art Center with a bunch of artists and art supporters. And um, my intention was to try to get recognition for unrecognized artists so that they could sell their work so they could stay in New Orleans and work here, right? Right. And that's what White Linen Night has been about for 25 years. We're, we're now dealing with the 25th cele- yes. uh, um, a celebration. Tell me, let's talk about that connection between the event, the party, the area, of te- the part of town, what started to happen there, and helping artists like um, demand, make a living, sure. so he could make art and not just shuck oysters. Yes. Right. <laughs> not that shucking oysters is such a bad thing, but
3: making hey, a lot, of, art hey, is a lot of famous. I mean, Ellen used to just shuck oysters, yeah. you yeah. know? Yeah. So yeah. maybe there's something to that. I don't know. I
2: know. <laughs> yeah.
3: Um Yeah, so for White Linen Night was created about 25 years ago. But the first one was in 1994. Um, and it was really to bring attention to. Julia Street. I mean, back then, it wasn't really called the Arts District. Now it's sort of transitioned into the Arts District with the CAC, the Ogden, all the galleries. Um, And it was really, it's a time of year that everyone here knows it's pretty miserable with the weather. No one really wants to be outside. Um, And no one really comes out to the businesses. I mean, you know, now you have culinary, which really kind of sparks people to go to the restaurants. I mean it's it's a it's a slow time of year for everyone. Yeah. Um. So the the galleries
0: at that time,
3: Arthur Roger was one of the galleries on the street.
0: Um. And let, let's just let's just place Julia Street for people who haven't been there. Yes. Because with all the thousands of people who come to Julia Street, it has only in the past few years started to show the diversity of New Orleans. You yes. know, yes. but yeah. it definitely has happened. But mm-hmm. there's still a lot of people who don't know where Julia Street is. So let's give them the uh, the, the coordinates. Sure. So um, Julia
3: Street is in the heart of downtown New Orleans. Well, I guess sort of, of in business the heart. District. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So central business district. Um, we are really easy walking distance to the convention center, also to the Contemporary Arts Center. We're one of the main thoroughfares in the area. Um, other than that, you know, you got Chapultepec that crosses it. You have Camp Street, you have Magazine Street, um, and you kind you have a really great mix of different um, things happening in the area. But Julia Street is kind of known as where all the galleries are. You have a few galleries that are off of Julia Street, um, but that's kind of where most of the galleries sort of concentrated. Themselves. It's ground zero. Yeah. Oh, so
0: I mean, we do it kind have.
3: Of, it kind of started. In the 80s after the – when the um, World's Fair in 84. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Um, So a lot of the warehouses there, developers realized, like, this is prime real estate. Let's get some of these galleries in here because, you know, as you know, it wasn't a very desirable area. Um, you know, it, it was,
0: was it was a little rough. It was it was just plain cold, dead. Yeah, it was a dead neighborhood. Um, it was a it was an old warehouse neighborhood, right. but where a lot of the kind of businesses that were in those warehouses had moved away from that area, so it was just plain dead. Right. Mm.
3: Um, and there was a there was this potential to develop, and you know, just like what happened in New York and Chelsea and all that. I mean, you know, artists are the ones that are ready to take that kind of leap yeah. and go for it, and then yeah. galleries and then
0: and then everyone else comes. And yeah. then the restaurants and then the hotels yeah. and then the developments. And of course the flip side of that, the sort of the undertow is the gentrification which
1: right. we
0: are dealing right. with it's citywide, and, and of course it's happening all over the yeah, all over the world, really. Right, I, you know, right. I, I read the New York Times a lot to keep up with uh, my, my old friends in New York, and mm-hmm. and there was a story that actually we put it in my current newsletter. It was it was the the headline was something about um, how New York um, was melting away, literally. Uh,
1: yeah. It says
0: it's like watching New York melt as towers rise and old neighborhoods fade. Yeah. So it's it's a it's a difficult uh, challenge to make sure that um it benefits mm-hmm. more than it hurts. Yes. But um in that area you didn't have a lot of residential. You had again it was very commercial and it right. was it was really it was it was dead as a Doornail, as they say. I don't know where that expression is. Yeah, yeah, so. But, you know, I just want to stop for one minute and tell everybody why we're talking about this. And we'll come back (laughs) to it. I don't want to forget about it. Saturday night is White Linen Night, Night, which is basically celebrating the opening of all the shows for August. And Demand is in A show at the premiere gallery of the whole darn area, (laughs) the Arthur Roger Gallery. And I'm proud of Arthur for inviting you to be there. I'm proud of you for being there. And um, it's it's really a fulfillment in a lot of ways of the objectives of what a lot of folks were trying to make happen in that area. So let's talk about that. So I guess – Going to your
3: point right now, White and Night is just one of several opening nights that we do throughout the year. Mm-hmm. We do the first Saturday gallery openings every month. Mardi Gras time tends to be a little iffy because that's, you know, no one can move anywhere in the city. So we tend to not have an opening then. Um, but we, so they started White and Night 25 years ago, and it was really to bring people out to the openings because, right the high time is always fall and then you have spring. And then the summer months kind of die off. People go out of town. No one wants to be outside. So really it was a few galleries that were there that decided, you know what, we need to do something that's going to be different than just an opening. So they decided to create this White Linen Night event Mm. um, to really make it a party. Mm. And um, (laughs) Denise, who's the former... Owner of Lemieux Galleries made made a little remark recently in a video that we just put out, basically saying that you can't spell party without art.
2: Oh yeah, and you just <laughs> did that. <Art>. Yeah, <laughs> and you just did true. that
3: in your newsletter. So yes. uh, I think yeah. there's something to it. Um, yeah. and, but really, it was created so that people would come out to the galleries and see the exhibitions because it's about what exhibitions are opening, the incredible artists that we have in the city. Um, you know, of course, a lot of the galleries also represent artists from other parts of the U S some international artists, but it's really about, you know, just bringing attention to art, trying to cultivate collectors, trying to cultivate people to appreciate art. Um, and in some ways the party aspects gets people to come out and get out of their shell because I can't tell you how many times I talk to people and they're like, well, we don't know how to really appreciate art. I'm like, just come and look at it. Mm-hmm. You know, you're gonna, you're going to find something that you are enjoying or attracted to or whatever. Yeah. You know, and the the great thing is that we have such a range of galleries on Julia Street, from what they're showing to size of artwork to to different mediums, that literally. You can. there's something for everyone. And right. I feel like that's so cliche to say, yeah. but it's true. There really is something for everyone. And, and
0: something that I always uh, uh, try to uh, message out to folks who are either intimidated or just feel like they don't know enough about it uh, to really uh, buy art, um, or they feel like, oh, it's, they can't afford it. Right. So, so here's what I always tell people when they come into a gallery, and I happen to be there, and I, I, I've been in there on occasion when my husband is an artist and he'll put his art out and, and people will come through and I'll say, hey, so you like art? And they'll say, yeah. I said, do you buy art? Mm-hmm. This, oh no I can't afford art I said really I said let's see you've got shoes yes, pants yeah. a shirt mm-hmm. a watch a couple of <laughs> bracelets you've got your you know. you've got your dress yeah you, 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 uh, you've got your your necklace you can afford art yeah. because a lot of art that's made by younger artists in particular or just artists who haven't been recognized they can be very old mm-hmm. um are not expensive. Right. Mm -hmm. We're not talking about $91 million silver bunnies. Right. right. Which pisses me off, quite frankly.
3: (laughs) There's a range. Like I said, there's a range. I mean, we do have very, very high end and then we have things that are on the lower spectrum for Mm -hmm. price range. And also something that people don't generally know or or tend to think of is that, you know, a lot of galleries are willing to work with you.
1: Right.
3: You know, Mm -hmm. because at the end of the day, the galleries need to eat, and the artists need to eat.
1: Yes, indeed.
3: So a lot of galleries are willing to work with the client. It's just you have to, to ask. Yep. It's being afraid to say something or to ask something. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, my dad yep. always says, if you don't ask, you'll never know. Never the answer is always no.
0: Yep. And yeah. um, uh, and and both and there's two ways of that. They, they there might be some flexibility in the pricing, right? Mm-hmm. But also or payment plans. Well, they'll do payment plans, right? Yeah. Good old fashioned time, lay away. Yep. you know, <laughs> right?
1: That's it, layaway. Uh, yeah. yeah, yeah,
0: exactly. Yeah. And I mean, it's an
3: option. And I, and you know, like I said, I mean, the artists need to eat, so it's important for them to sell the work, um, and the same for the galleries you know we have we all have bills to pay we all want to get the work out there to yes. people and so and if someone is really really in love with something you know that's something that me as as someone who works at a gallery as well i am very interested in that person being able to collect it mm. because i know that they're going to take it home and appreciate it
0: not only that but i've always had the theory that once you buy your first piece, yeah, your bit. first work <laughs> of art, it's, it's your first necklace, your mm-hmm. first antique, that's it. It's, it's, it's over. It's, 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 it's you're, over. You're done. You're yeah. you're into it. And, and, and also, your taste may change. Yeah. Your interest may change. You might move from this to this to this to this, but... Um, You're going to continue to do it. Also, the other thing I think is really important is meeting the artists. Yes. Mm -hmm. And And that's something
3: that can happen on the openings. So White Linen Night is great for that. Um, Any of the first Saturday Gallery openings, Mm -hmm. it's such a good time to go to the openings. I, I... you know, people tend to be like, oh, well, we don't know if we want to deal with the crowd on White Linen Night specifically. And I always say, I get that. But if you come early, you, you can really see the artwork and you can hopefully meet the artists. Because yeah. most of the artists will be present, unless they are from out of town and they don't have time right. to come or whatever.
2: Right. Mm-hmm.
3: But I think it's it's a great time to meet artists. and And not just at the galleries, but at the museums. Because yeah. on top of the galleries being open, the CAC is open, the Ogden is open. Um, this year, we actually, the World War II Museum, part of the World War II Museum, because it's massive. It's yeah. like three blocks. Yeah. Um, and I'm blanking on the exact location of this. I'm <laughs> sure they're going to have signs. Uh, but they have a, a new exhibition that's going to be opening. And this is the first time that they're uh, actually participating
0: for White Lantern Of art. Uh, of art. Uh, that yeah. They're putting, yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah. That, that's and really, it's
3: free. And it's, you know, all of this uh, is, it's all free. I mean, the only thing that's not free is the alcohol and the food, cool. but it's a fundraiser, so we really you want to we want to encourage people to buy and, yeah. and really do the full experience.
0: And and you know and that's another part of what Lynn and I do. There's there's several different um, aspects of it and things that are happening. There are the shows that are in the galleries. Mm-hmm. Then there's some artwork out on the street. So yes. Yaya. Yes. Yaya, Yaya has
3: a great installation. I think it's going to be on the 400 block of Julia Street. Um, they are doing, there's going to be an artist painting one of their, um, chairs that they normally do, and then they auction off, um... And then on the 600 block, we have Robert Tannen, <laughs> Bob Tannen, who's doing this beautiful <laughs> installation right. called um,
0: NOLA Lifeboat.
1: Yeah. I saw and it on Instagram you on saw Prospect. It. Mm-hmm. Hey. I can't wait to see it.
0: <laughs> I can't
1: wait. I'm going to study I study everything. Well, I, can't I wait hear to see that it.
3: Bob is going to be wearing a lifeguard. He's
0: going to be in a lifeguard the suit, outfit. Yeah. And I actually am going to... Um, I unfortunately forgot to put my linen, you know, my white linen thing in the cleaners today. So I don't know, but I I had a a, a uh, under thing made with a, his lifeguard thing. So I'm gonna be <laughs> and he's lifeguard. selling
3: prints at Hall Barnett Gallery.
0: Mm-hmm. Prints. So here's how it goes. Yes. There are Tell 74 us. seats on the boat. <laughs> Whoa. And um, so if you want to see the whole idea of this is New Orleans is, is flooding a lot, right? So yes, this indeed. this boat is to kind of remind you that there's a threat out there. It's mm. called climate change. It's right. called it losing our marshes. It's called channels. It's called all kinds of things. Mm-hmm. Um, so the lifeboat is a symbol of that threat. And um, so there is, but people, the first thing they say when they see the boat is, I'm, can I sign up? <laughs> So we decided, okay, you can sign up for a seat. We'll we'll put you down for one of the 74 seats if you go into the Hall Barnett Gallery and buy a survival kit. The the survival kit has a print about the piece and a catalog and a T-shirt. In like one of those orange, um, fruit bags. Whoa. So it's a pretty cool thing. Yes, and hopefully we'll, will sell a few so because the, the, the boat was not cheap. <laughs> <laughs> and we're hoping somebody's going to buy it and place it somewhere because Otherwise, yeah, yeah. So I don't get to fix my teeth next month or <laughs> ah. <laughs> something like that. I'd say, yeah, here's the picture. Yeah. So, um, yeah. yeah, there's that. But then the, um, at, at the end of the outdoor part of the evening, there is the party at uh, the Contemporary Arts Center.
3: Yeah. So then it's called the After Dark Party. Um, it, it technically opens at 8. It goes till midnight. Um, tickets in advance are cheaper. I think tickets in advance are ten dollars, and if you buy them at the door, they're twenty dollars. That again goes towards fundraising for the CAC, um, and they have DJ Rockaway, which oh. is great. He did it last year; it was so much fun. I mean, everyone was dancing. Yes, the indeed. I mean, basically, till they kicked everyone out, yes, we were indeed. all dancing. Um, and then there's a drag experience called High Identities. Um, This is by Vin Santos and New Orleans Drag Workshop, and it's a play on the CAC exhibition called Identities, which is about identity, race, sex, um, et cetera. Um, which has a it's a group exhibition of 23 artists.
0: And I have wow. not seen that show yet, but I'm sure it's going to be beautiful. Yes. But there's also a show about identity at Noma right now, mm. and I have, I have seen that mm. show. You have to go see it. I got to see it. It is it's powerful. Mm. It's I'm a beautiful show. That. And um, the idea of dealing with identity is such a big issue right now. Yeah. Yeah. So it
2: really To is.
0: see um, it expressed through art. To tell that story is is so important to see that happen. Mm -hmm. I want to hear just a little bit more about um, the show that you're in because I I know that you're in it, and that's about all all I know about it. So tell me Uh, more.
1: All right, yeah. uh, My show is called uh, As Luck Would Have It at Arthur Roger Gallery. And, um, well, my show is inspired by many different things. Like I said, it's inspired by me having a, the uh, thought that my my elders and my chiefs will want this to happen, will want me to take you know, the bee work and the storage that I have within the bee work and put them into some kind of art form, so that's what my show is about, showing you know, the world and the city, showing everybody how the bee work can be, you know, Art and, and contemporary art and fine art, and I'm still studying. You know, different things. To it's just my second year of just going at it full time. So I just finished a piece six foot tall. Is Isaac Hayes, Black Moses is at my house right now. Wow, that's a piece. That's, six, how
0: long did it take to do that?
1: Nine months. Yeah, in the middle of doing my pieces for this show. Oh my gosh. So it, and I, uh, I got best to show contemporary craft at jazz fest, so I did yeah, that yeah. too so it was, <laughs> I I, heard, you know I so so it. I'm inspired by just not giving up and you know the elder the elders artists they just make me feel like I gotta get to it, and you know that's what my show is about it's about a beginning, just the beginning mm-hmm. and the, the 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 name of it. As luck would have it, as luck would have it, it, means mainly what it is. Luck didn't get me here. Hard work got me here. So mm-hmm. that's what it's about. Mm-hmm. Yeah.
0: And hard work is, um, is what it's all about. Uh, as you said, it's the dealers who are doing the hard work, it's the people in the museums doing mm-hmm. the hard work, and it's all the artists who are doing the hard work. How would you say the art scene in general has changed um, in the 25 years of White Linen Night and the 40 years of the Contemporary Art Center, which was the when it opened its doors in the middle of that sure. desert, it was quite a, a shock yeah. to the area and mm-hmm. um, and and really did um, jumpstart all kinds of crazy things. So
3: I think, so I think that now there is definitely more of a contemporary art scene. Um, I think with the The CAC opening was definitely something that started that in the 70s, of course. But I think having the galleries move down there and just creating a relationship between everyone, having the Arts District Association form and kind of bring all these galleries together to promote the area. Right.
0: So that's hard to do, too. It's People don't hard. realize how hard it is. To, that, that's the, that old expression, herding cats. Oh, yes. I cats. <laughs> I cats all those every day. egos, artists have big egos. Yeah, I know. I know. Artists have big egos.
2: Dealers, dealers, dealers have bigger have big egos. egos. Oh, you would
0: say bigger? Oh, yes. Oh, okay. <laughs> dealers have big egos. And then trying to get them all to work together. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And you have some awards you're going to be giving out, too. Yeah,
3: so uh, tomorrow, tomorrow's Thursday, yes. Tomorrow we are giving out um, a couple of awards. We, this is something new that we are doing with the CAC to kind of really just show appreciation. I mean, this is 25 years of White Linen Night, and it's just grown in, in success every year. Um, and so this year we are, we are going to have a Legacy Award, um, and the, the other award is called the Ally Award. Um, and we're not revealing... And we're not revealing anything. Okay. <laughs> we're just going to have to come
0: to the CAC. Okay. Um, that shouldn't be too hard to do. No. Yeah. Uh, By the way, I always like to tell people how it's park for things because that's my big bugaboo. And uh, parking. I, d- I don't recommend the parking lot next to the CAC.
3: No. Okay.
0: I got booted there yeah, recently. They, they really to tend annoying. to stand out there. Because it's hard to deal with that those, that machine. <laughs> And we, we thought we had I it. Think,
3: I think there's an app, though. I think if you have a phone that will support the app, I think
0: there's an app for that. The I think it's premium yeah, well, My parking. husband is not exactly an app guy. <laughs> so, I mean, when we tried, he thought he had done it, yeah. and it, it didn't quite there work. There will be and...
3: street parking, just not on Julia Street between the 300 and 700 block. Yeah. So if you're coming, if you're driving, yeah. come early, um, and then park on one of the side streets, or you know, like you said, there are parking lots around the area. Just be sure that you've paid because they will boot That'll you. you yeah.
0: Thank you. Yeah, <laughs> but there, there is a lot of there is a lot of parking throughout the whole area. Yeah. But there are parking lots and so on. But you do yeah. have to be careful about it. Um, I want to come back to you for a second because I, I just have so many questions for you. Oh, but okay. I, I want to ask you your friends, both your Indian friends as well as. Just your neighbors and mm-hmm. your family and your friends. Uh, so, so, how, how, what did they think about you moving into this new art phase <laughs> of your life?
1: Um, a lot of them shocked. The shocked? A, yeah, shocked. Like a lot of, you know, a lot of my people. When I used to tell them that I'm gonna do something with my work, you know, I just needed the right people to see it. I used to tell Porsche that. You know, I used to tell people, and um, you oh, know, show
0: the photographer. Yeah, yeah, so
1: now you know, a lot of my people, they just, they, they, they like the Indians. They, they want me to mask. They want me to wear the suits. So it's like I, I do the artwork, and it's like, man, you got to get away from that and make a suit, chief. So that's what the Indian friends say. But I have friends that used to sew that I taught how to be. And when I started doing the artwork, I got so serious and so deep into my work, I don't have them no more. They just fade away into my Come see me with the suit on, or you know, they my my friends. Some of them not gonna come to my show. Cause really. Yeah, it's like
0: they just can't. Uh, they, it's they're troubled by they, they, this direction, which is so different yeah. from what they're used to. Yeah, that's that's challenging. That's yeah, hard it's challenging for you, for huh? me.
1: yeah.
0: So somehow yeah. you have to make them feel welcome. I do, I
1: do. Mm-hmm. I just I I just invite them to the house, give them good food. You know, when I see them, I. And it, I always offer myself and me, period, just any kind of help I can give because I know I've been blessed and, you know, I've seen different ways to be able to sustain myself, you know. And um, I finally got people to see my work and I'm just, I'm 100 miles and running. I'm ready. I'm just pu- pushing it. So they're going to see me do more and more. And my friends follow my Instagram and they, it just go crazy now. Like I said, I, I pulled the street on Julia. You remember Julia was tore up. Julia was tore up. So what? What five, four, five years ago I worked for Hard Rock Construction. I poured concrete for like what 10, 11 years. And um. So we you
0: worked on Julia's street. I dream. poured
1: that concrete. The new concrete.
0: That's that is full a circle.
1: circle. I did okay. that. So I had dreams of being in Arthur Rogers. So,
0: oh, so um, you had actually become familiar yeah. with those galleries.
1: Yeah. Oh, I said, I poured all the concrete. The trucks broke down right there. That concrete had to get hard in two minutes. Wow. They had they had fibers in it. So, yeah, I, I was telling my wife today, I even told the, the other uh, artists in, in, the, in the gallery, I let them know I poured the concrete on the whole street from down from, from, from Where, where's, where's your Boulevard? name
0: in the concrete? <laughs> where's your name? You know, when I, when I first got here, and I, I, I would walk down Esplanade, okay, and um, by the school, there was the name Jacques. Yeah. Right? Yeah. And I knew who it was. It was Jacques Morial. Yes, right? And I said, Hey, Jacques, how'd you get your name in the concrete? He says, Hey. It was there. It was soft. I put my name there. Yes, So indeed. where's your name?
1: See, they, they, they wouldn't <laughs> let us do that. They wouldn't let us do that. Nah.
0: I put my name in the concrete. I had a house for a while in in Holy Cross. Oh, all right. Okay, we had to. We gave it up.
2: Oh, right. Because
0: we just um, it was it was too much of a um, a challenge. Yeah. To ha- but I have JN.
1: Yeah.
0: And. Rt, my husband. Yes,
1: it did. In the concrete. In the concrete. Yes, it did. That's New Orleans. Yeah, but see that one, you wouldn't believe. It's hard. That concrete had fiber, and it was getting hard in seconds. But um, yeah, that was my dreams. That was my dreams. Then, then I went work right there, at the Hilton. Yeah, Yeah, that was my dreams. And when I Miss Root, Miss Root Sladovich, Miss Root Sweat started, you know, buying my pieces, and she lived right there. at a uh, One River Place, mm-hmm. and so you know, I meet her upstairs at the Hilton and at the at the Starbucks with my pieces, and be like, "Whoa!" And I go downstairs with the money and pass out some money on the line. <laughs> that's how Share, I'm, I'm showing you sharing so, the wealth. So, 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 so it, that's, yes. that's 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 that's, that's what I'm saying. What's your that's your birthday, huh? Don't September you? 20th. I'm about to be. I'm about to get a birthday. Me yeah, too.
0: Yeah, I'm, I'm August 27th. I'm
1: yeah. the same sign as you. Yeah, she August. Virgo. She August night. Um,
0: um, no, she's a Leo. Yeah. I'm August 22nd. So <laughs> 22nd. So Look at her. Leo's Leo the yes. Lions. Yeah, Leo. Yes. yes, indeed. <laughs> y'all love the show. We work for you. <laughs> yes, <indeed. laughs> Is that right? Yeah. Yes. We work for them. Yes, yeah, indeed. I know. I've got a. I've got a stepdaughter that. Yeah. <laughs> I heard that. <laughs> um, anyway. Guys, I have thoroughly enjoyed this. What did I not cover? Uh-oh. Let's, uh Let's oh, Marcel, Because I'm, I'm, my next thing I'm going to close out with um, some of the Neville's music. Uh, first thing is going to be kind of just um, little snippets of their work, and then we're going to close out with Art singing one of the first hits that they had from way back. I think it was like in the – it must have been in the 50s all these things, but um, what have I forgotten to say? I think the only thing I would
3: say is that White Linen Night starts at 5.30. The galleries are open from 5.30 to 9.30. You can check out a listing of all the exhibitions on the artsdistrictneworleans.com website, um, as well as com, and then buy your tickets for the after party because it'll be fun. It starts at 8 and goes till midnight. Indeed. Check it out. Go check get out, out Demond's exhibition. To to
1: yes, indeed. Yeah. I'm gonna have to do that. You have to get your yeah. to come to that. Yes, and remember,
3: it's a fundraiser, so please buy something. Buy
1: something. Yeah.
3: Buy something. Some buy some art. Yeah. Collect some art. Buy. Make oh. some this some art. your day that you collect art. Yes, indeed. Because um, that's what this is about. Y-
0: y'all out there, you're coming to White Linen Night, and you are gonna buy a work by Demond. Yes. yes. Right.
2: Yes, and you're gonna I buy what one. One yeah. right. Bob
0: Tannins. Um uh, Survival, art survival yes. kits, kits, too, right? LCD. Yes, because that's what it's about. We need to buy the work so that our artists and the people who work with them yeah. can make a living so that New Orleans can grow as an art scene and, and keep taking that 300, 400, who knows, how long that tradition forward right. with, I with what we're doing now. and. um Thank you so much for thank coming you. in, both of you. Thank Hang you in for now me, because yep. we're going to listen to um, a little bit of the the Neville Brothers thing. is kind of jumpy, but yeah. then it will smooth out we'll, uh, uh, with uh, all these things. Mm-hmm. And thank you, Jazz, for putting it together yeah. for us. Party
1: mambo, mambo, mambo,
2: do, doo. I need
1: you Only you can make my dreams come true I've got it
2: to the floor.
1: My brother Art Neville... Ten minutes late, I started to cry. weeks.
0: You know, as I said before, it, it's it's heartbreaking, um, all the guys that we've lost uh, just in such a short time. It, it, it wouldn't feel so um, heavy if it weren't uh, so many in such a short time. It's so strange. Right. It's yeah. just plain strange. I don't really understand how it could happen like this. It's been a rough summer in, in a lot of ways. It's a high, it was cold, then it was rainy, then it was hot, it flooding, it whatever, but why why that was happening I I just don't know but um, I'm gonna miss Art he was a very special soul very gentle very warm mm-hmm. uh, but but you know on it he was always on it you you, you, you couldn't you didn't crap around with him he yeah. he was very clear headed about stuff and uh, as his other brothers uh, as well and um, and and Dave Bartholomew the same thing all the stories about Dave Bartholomew and how you didn't screw around in the studio with Dave. <laughs> he was in charge, and you did the right thing. And, um, yeah, but then we have DeMond here <laughs> and, um, and uh, his buddies, and, and uh, hopefully um, uh, with the work that uh, um, is being done by Marcella and her folks uh, in the, in the, uh, the, in the C-S- arts district – at this, what CAC team? Yeah, the CAC, CAC you gotta team. You got to give it out to
3: them. They are doing an Thank incredible job. Thank you very job.
0: much. I appreciate right. that since I started, it, so <laughs> I like that credit too. Yes. But um, uh, we got so much going on here, and we just have to keep it going and 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 try to uh, put out some kind of invisible shield so those bullets don't reach us. All right. Yep. All right. This is Jean Nathan. This has been Crosstown Conversations, and um, I am going to be back next week. we will chat some more, but um, it's time for me to go today. All right.
2: Thank you.
1: Thank you for having me.